winter can be hard on the soul. Sneak away for the day and connect with God through the Faith Foundation's Winter Retreat, Saturday, March 4th, 9.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. at the Wilderness Center in Wilmot, Ohio. Tickets are available at Eventbrite or follow the link on the Facebook page for Faith Foundations and we'll also include it on the Facebook page for Open the Word with Circle of Friends podcast. Breakfast and lunch are included in your ticket price of $40. We hope to see you there. Come join me for the day. Thanks for listening to Open the Word. Today, we're throwing it back and dusting off an episode from the archives. We've had some great conversations over a decade of radio ministry that deserve to be heard again. So you might hear some new voices and old references, but we hope you still enjoy these episodes. You found a place to belong here in the Circle of Friends. I'm Missy, and I'm with Libby today. Libby, it has been quite a week. Oh, I have loved every moment of it. I've been surprised by many moments of it. (laughs) And it's all been good. And you know, Missy, it's hard to believe that we're at the end of the week, but there is a specific place I want to go in scripture. And listeners, thank you for joining us today. And I'm just going to give you a heads up. Uh, Put your running shoes on and hang on because we have one day. Um, But this whole week we've been talking about victory that's already ours in Jesus. We've we've alluded to getting the bigger picture, getting God's perspective, um, keeping the end in mind when we're going through tough times. And my mind was taken to Acts chapter 16. And specifically starting in verse 16, Missy, I'd start a lot sooner if we had more days. (laughs) But let me give you a little bit of backstory here. This is about Paul and Silas heading off to prison. But before that, we we know that uh, Paul and Silas were with Barnabas, and then Paul and Barnabas got into this big disagreement, and they parted company. And Barnabas took John Mark and and went his way to do the Lord's work. And Paul uh, took Silas, and uh, Timothy actually joined them at a certain point. Here's the interesting thing. God allowed each one of them to do God's work, Mm. even though they parted company. But that's not the end of the story. And that's the beautiful thing. That, Missy, is why we can be, we need to be, we must be quick to listen, Mm. slow to speak, and slow to anger. Because God's never done. He's Mm. always at work in whatever's going on. And he has a greater purpose. And I really believe the cry of the Lord's heart was for Paul and Silas and Barnabas and John, Mark and Timothy to all work together in this. Mm-hmm. But that didn't happen. But God's purposes and plans were still fulfilled. They all still you, did his work. Yes. When you think about how many times we mess up, what a relief that God's will and his purposes will be fulfilled. That's right. That's right. So anyway, what's happening here is uh, Paul and Silas have gone off to do the Lord's work. And I'm going to start, yeah, I'm just going to start in verse 16. Once when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. 
Finally, Paul became so troubled that he turned around and said to the spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. When the owners of the slave girl realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, These men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. Now I'm going to stop right there. Here are a couple things. I should have mentioned first that Luke is the writer Mm -hmm. of this. Uh, so he's right there with, with telling this story about what's happening with Paul and, as he says, the rest of us. I find it so interesting that the owners of this slave girl want Paul and his group taken away. And what do they do? They lie to justify. They make their reasons sound really mm-hmm. good, don't they? Mm-hmm. Like she's throwing, he, they are throwing our city into an uproar. Blah, 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 blah. That's not good for anybody. When really, what was their main concern? The money that they were no longer making from this young girl that they were using That's right. for their own purposes. They yeah. were using her to uh, speak what sounded like truth but was from an evil spirit and paul recognized that by the Mm. power of the true holy spirit paul Mm. recognized it and he rebuked that spirit freed her from it so paul's concern was for this girl it was for this girl you know i want this girl to know the one true living god and to be fully saved and so that's what's happening there so now the crowd joins in the crowd joined in the attack against paul and silas and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten after they had been severely flogged they were thrown into prison and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. Upon receiving such orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. Now think about this. Have they ever even gone to trial here? (laughs) No. No. And were they doing anything wrong? No. 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 So this is persecution. Yes. This and and don't just skip over they were severely beat. Right. Right. And at this point, we don't hear any whining from them, you know? I mean, I'm sure they were like, hey, what? What? What's going on? What? We didn't do whatever. But they are not whining about it. We don't hear any complaining. They are men on a mission, and they are leaning in to their Father God Almighty and Mm. trusting Him with every move every move and every circumstance that's coming their way. You know, I just have to say here that, okay, this kind of situation, these kinds of circumstances and that kind of reaction to the circumstances, they just didn't wake up one morning without preparation and act that way. Right. God has been preparing them all along the way. And because of their faith and strengthening that faith muscle, as we've talked about all week, they are ready. They're mm-hmm. ready for this. They're prepared. They're, they're prepared to the point that when this happens, they're not shook. And no. we'll read further how right. not shook they are. That's right. I mean, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm beaten, bloody, I'm hurting, I'm in pain, and then you're going to stick me in stock so I can't move. I can't relieve the discomfort. I can't I can't mm-hmm. even help myself. I can't help Paul or uh, and or and Silas. You know, nobody can help any anybody. We're in we're in stocks. We're in prison. Right. That's right. And we didn't do anything. Wrong. We didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Right. Boy, Missy, I love that. That God 
only brought this to them when he knew he had prepared them. Yeah. Isn't that a beautiful truth? It really God is. will only bring to you what he has prepared you to do. Yeah. And, oh, I need to get that in my head. Do you want to go on and, and read? Sure. I'm going to start here with verse 25. Yes. It says, Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Okay, can I just stop right there? <laughs> We've said they were prepared. They were ready to the point where they are praising God. Circumstances are not good here, people. I can just imagine what that prison must have looked like. Oh, Plus, it was yeah. an especially dark place because they were taking great care to make sure that they were thrown into the deepest part of that prison. That's right. That's And right. they had already been beaten severely. So you know they're in pain. They're they're locked up to the point where stocks, that's where you can't move your arms, your legs. Mm. You're, you're mm. stuck in that position forever. That's more discomfort, more pain. Mm. And yet at midnight, they're praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. Here's where we start to get into God's greater purpose. Right. God's greater purpose. And, and get that. The other prisoners were listening. As you live your life and you come into hard times, hard circumstances, it's God, God is doing something in you, but he's also doing something that other people can see mm-hmm. and observe. Mm-hmm. And that can change lives. That is the opportunity of being God's vessel in that mm-hmm. moment. And that's what Paul and Sil- Silas were being. They were praying. They were singing. They were, they were giving glory to God in a situation where the prisoners were probably like, what in the world? How who, can they do that? Are they who crazy? Are these people? Yeah. How can they? What? I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. And you and you know well. I know well. We've seen people in circumstances that we think, how can they be so joyous? How can, you know, the love of Christ just pour from them? How can they forgive? How can they, you know, move forward? How can mm. they? All these things that mm-hmm. we know in and of ourselves we couldn't do. That's it's right. something supernatural. It's beyond themselves. That's right. So as a Christian, maybe you recognize that God is helping them. As a non-believer, you're like, what? Wait, I, how do I do that? I, I want to be like that. How do I yeah. be like that? Yeah. What is that? And yeah. it's the opportunity because other people are watching and listening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at this point, I think, remember when I talked about the split mm-hmm. uh, between Paul and Barnabas and and Paul chose Silas to come with him. And yes. at this point, I'm thinking Silas might be thinking I should <laughs> should have stayed with Barnabas. I want to be with Barnabas, <laughs> yeah. but Barnabas' but he, way wasn't so easy either. But so. he didn't. Mm-hmm. He didn't. We have no evidence of that at all. And and I honestly, honestly, as we've uh, talked about, believe that these gentlemen, all who were in prison here uh, with Paul and Silas who were serving the Lord, knew, they knew that they knew that they knew that God had a purpose for them in this dark, dank prison. See, and I I, I think you know that by by Scripture telling us they were praying, but I don't think they were begging God for release. Mm -mm. They were saying, God, you're in this. We don't know what's going on, but glorify your name. That's right. You know, and maybe they were praying for the other prisoners. Maybe they were praying for the magistrate. Maybe they were praying Mm. for the jailer. Mm. They were praying. They weren't complaining. They weren't whining. I don't believe. Because it says they were singing hymns to God. They were praising God. They were worshiping him. They were fully trusting him in in a terrible situation, an awful situation, a situation I can't even begin to imagine. I know. We can't. And they were all in. 
they were all in. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, I'm going to go on and, and just read a little bit more before the break. I'm going to start at verse 25. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We are all here. And Missy, we find that their effective witness is going to continue. Everything that's going on, they know is according to God's plan. I don't think this surprised them at all to to have the foundation shaken and chains dropped off. Like God's at work. And so that's right. Mm -hmm. They, they have uh, learned about purpose in prison way before this. They have learned about chains falling off way before this. I'm going to pick it right up in verse 29. The jailer called for lights, rushed in, and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, oh, Missy, get this. That's not what he said. I just have to put that in there. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Missy, is that not the bottom line right there? That is so great. Is that not the victory? Yeah. For any of us to have someone come to us and say, tell me, what do I need to do to be saved? I've seen how you've done life, and I know I'm not doing it that way. I want what you have. Uh, How do I get it? Show me. I want it now. Yeah, Yeah. that kind of eagerness. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Am I living my life in a way that prompts that kind of eagerness in somebody else? Oh, I don't even want to answer that. (laughs) Verse 31, they replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your whole household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his family were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God. He and his whole family. Mm. Ah, is that worth being put into prison? Absolutely. 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 What God, what is God doing in and amidst your circumstance that you have no idea? That's right. That's right. And you may not have any idea. It may not be this dramatic that you can see it, but he is at work. Know this. He is at work uh, changing you, changing others, transforming Mm -hmm. lives. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and we get to be his vessels. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Here's the truth. We may not ever see the fruit of that kind of labor in our lifetime. We may not. But we don't do things. We don't serve the Lord to see the fruit of our labor. We serve the Lord because we know he's at work. Well, and, and here's, here's, here's this in a nutshell, and why one of the reasons why I really wanted to go to this passage today, because it truly is all about perspective and Mm -hmm. seeing the bigger picture. Now, and admittedly, if I had been jailed and beaten and jailed and stuck in stocks, it would have taken a great effort for me to look beyond those moments. We're geared that way. But Paul and Silas had had been on this journey with the Lord for long enough to know God was at work. Mm -hmm. And they didn't get 
bogged down in their circumstance. They didn't focus on the pain, the suffering that they were going through. They looked at the bigger picture. They looked at who God was. They celebrated who God was. They sang about who God That's was. That's right. They cried out to the Lord, not save me, Lord, but God, you are an awesome God. Do your work, honor and glorify your name. I mean, it, it was always for them the bigger picture, the bigger picture. Yes. And yes. if we can get a hold of that in our lives... Mm. Oh, this journey will be so much easier for us. Now, that doesn't mean we won't have hard things to go through. It just means that as we're going through the hard things, if we keep our eyes on the eternal and not the temporary, Mm -hmm. for our light and momentary, Scripture says, this. speaking of this kind of situation, our light and momentary troubles, that's what it's referring to That's this right. type of type of trouble mm-hmm. that Paul and Silas were in. That's right. Now we wouldn't describe that as light and momentary, but in the light of eternity. That's right. In the light of eternity, that's exactly what it is. That's right. It's a blip. It's barely a breath. Mm-hmm. Especially when you recognize that God is at work in every circumstance. Absolutely. And if He's at work in it, it is going to ultimately be for our good. And not just my good, but for those who are affected by those circumstances. You know, we are all in this together. There's nothing that any of us goes through that's just for us. It's for someone else too. And God is always at work in it. And you know what? This whole prison account to me is such a cool cool example of the evidence regarding the power and purpose of worship. It started with praying and praising Mm -hmm. in song. Mm -hmm. It started with worship. Well, and I think, I think in order to keep that perspective, you have to do that, whether that's singing or it's a position or getting your mind, you have to look at heaven. You have to worship who God is Mm -hmm. in order to get that right perspective. Oh yeah. Because when we don't do that, it's just too easy to focus on ourselves or a circumstance or this material world we live in Mm -hmm. instead of the spiritual realm, instead of heaven, instead of the purposes that are far higher than anything we can imagine. Oh, yes. And I'm so glad you used that phrase. That is uh, from a passage of scripture that I absolutely use as a go-to. And that is from Isaiah 55, uh, starting in verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You know, I love that passage, Libby, and it... I I would venture to say that none of us would say that we claim to be God or know better than God or any of those things. Mm-hmm. And yet, when when we struggle with what he has said and, and maybe go the other way, we're saying we know better. Mm-hmm. Do we really? Mm-hmm. Or, or th- I think this is, a, this is at the crux of the struggle for many of us as Christians and maybe why we get stuck. Do you really see and understand and know who God is? Like he mm-hmm. is so far above yeah. us and beyond us. Our finite man- minds cannot even comprehend. And I love that we can call him Abba Father, Daddy. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. that we can be called a friend of God. I love that we can be intimate with him and in a relationship, but that doesn't change who he is. He is awesome in a way that we can't even begin to know or understand. That's right. And when we see him, I believe I, oh. we're going to fall. 
I mean, we are literally going to fall on our faces because we, we will be so stunned by even knowing he is beyond our thoughts, seeing mm-hmm. it for the first time, experiencing oh, it for the first time. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and what I've often thought of is, will I, will I fall on my face before him and think, oh, Lord, I could never do enough for you. I could never do enough for what you've done for me. It is unfathomable. Yeah really, who he is and all that he's done. And despite our presumption, and despite our arrogance, Mm. he loves us and has provided for us heaven. We get to be with him for eternity, and and then everything will become clear, and Mm. you know everything will be set in its proper place. That's right. We won't have to struggle with this anymore. We will, but getting it right, I think, comes to the crux of this, knowing that that our thoughts, God's thoughts are not our thoughts, and we can't compare the two. Mm. God's ways are not our ways, and we can't compare the two. There's no way we can try by illustration, you know, like, okay, as a father with your children, as a judge, as it, mm-hmm. we can try all of those things, mm-hmm. and that's good. We're, we're, trying to, we're trying to put some substance there for us, for our poor, finite minds. But the absolute truth of, of it is, is he is so far beyond what we can possibly Contain in our pea-sized brains. Yeah. We don't have a clue. We do not have a clue. And yet one day. One day. It will all be revealed. Yeah. And that, oh, that's the end. And it's important to keep that end in mind. And that these are light and temporary trials compared to eternity. Yeah. And what we are privileged to enjoy there. And thank the Lord that he does change us in a moment in the twinkling of an eye you know i think of all the people that you know can't wait till their kids are 18 and out of the house and god is actually beckoning us to come into his house regardless of age and he wants us there for forever and that is so beautiful missy something comes to my mind and this happened several years ago but i think about the end i think about like football that has a playbook and you know, God has a playbook, yeah. and and His, you know, the the beginning and the end and everything in between has been designed and ordained by Him. And I remember several years ago when Darian was quite young, and he wanted to watch the Lord of the Rings. And you know what? I had never read the books. I mean, I kind of knew about them, and I I had a brother that was obsessed by it. Um, but I thought. Okay, I need to make a wise decision here. So I told him, I said, I want to I want to experience it first. So I want to read the books and then I'll make a decision and then you and I can watch the movies together. Well, for goodness sakes, can you imagine a, a young guy thinking, oh, my mom's going to read all these books and then make a decision? But I'm telling you what, I sat down and I got through those books really quickly and they were amazing. I mean to tell you, they were such a catalyst for my spiritual journey and just epiphanal moments over and over and over. I felt like God was leading me through those books and showing me himself throughout the whole thing. But here's my point. I read every book to the end. There were really hard spaces from the beginning to the end in between really hard spaces, hard times, tough to get through, but I knew how it ended. So I could say to my son, yeah, we're going to watch these together because I know how it ends. It's going to be tough getting there, 
but the ending is good. And so we watch the movies together. The endings are good. And that's the way I think of the perspective I need to have with kingdom work here on earth. That It's hard. It's hard. But the end is so good. Yeah. And we don't want to go by ourselves. We want to take as many people on the journey as we can. Absolutely. And God has prepared us for whatever purpose he has for us. Just as he prepared Paul and Silas and everyone else in that prison to know the purpose of that prison. Just as he wants us, you listener, to know the purpose of your prison. The one that you might feel stuck in today. There's a purpose. There's a purpose. And in that purpose, God is setting you free. Not just you but those whom you encounter. Just let him do that. Go to him. Let him do that. Tell him everything that's going on he already knows. And then watch him work. Thank you for joining us. You've found a place to belong here in the Circle of Friends. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or send us an email to openthewordpodcast at gmail.com. Is it time for you to plan a day trip with your peeps? Come and stay a while at Shia Market in Berlin. There is something for everyone, no matter what your taste or style may be. Visit the Village Gift Barn for your custom floral arrangements and timeless accessories for your home. Stroll upstairs to Shia's Style Boutique for your perfect outfit, everything from accessories to shoes. Be inspired at country gatherings with decor from Modern Farmhouse, to transitional design. Then meander through the gardens for a large selection of houseplants. And last but not least, order your perfect cup of brew at the Buggy Brew Coffee Company. End your day by gathering to relax in our courtyard. You will leave feeling connected and refreshed.